This is Boston Scott, and you're listening to the Birds Banter Podcast. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen do it. Screams from the haters, got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power. What is going on, Eagles Nation? Hope everyone is having a great day, a great week. Eagles offseason is in full swing. Um, Minicamp is starting up soon. Super excited for the Eagles to get back in action and, uh, you know, begin their quest to whatever the 2021 season will bring, whether that's the NFC East champions, whether it's going to be going back down to the third or fourth seed. We're going to have to see. I have pretty good expectations for this team, but um, again, welcome to the Birds Banter Podcast. Welcome back if you're a returning listener. If this is your first time, please make sure to subscribe on your favorite platform. Follow us on social media. That's Birds Banter PHL on Instagram, Birds Banter on Twitter. That's That way you'll get all of the updates when we release our podcast episodes, and then go to your favorite platform and listen. Check us out. My name is Matt Loopy. I'm the host of the Birds Banter Podcast. You can find me on Instagram, MattLoopy11, and on Twitter, Matt underscore Loopy. And today, we're going to be talking about the Eagles wide receiver group. And right now, like I said last podcast, the Eagles offseason is going a little bit slow right now. Uh, not a lot of moves that are going to be made, obviously. Um, there are some questions at cornerback and around Zach Ertz, so hopefully those will get resolved very soon. But I want to talk about one of the biggest question marks on the roster and right now I feel like a lot of people are talking about the cornerback position being poor which it is the linebacker position group positional group which is again poor for about the third season in a row Um, you could make the argument for quarterback because right now the Eagles have Jalen Hurts who played about six games he played in a few games uh, more than that because he We'll take a couple snaps away from Carson Wentz and the Eagles early in the season, but, um, you know, started four or five games. And I have full faith in Jalen Hurts, but it's fair to say that it's a question mark. You don't know what he's going to bring for a full season quite yet. He's a second-year quarterback. And not to mention, we all thought the quarterback position was all good and well with Carson Wentz going into year five, and then you saw what happened. So... Um, you can never be too sure. So quarterback is definitely a question mark. Um, going to different positional positions, you could put in defensive end possibly. Um, that's kind of shored up with the addition of Ryan Kerrigan. Safety, you could make the argument. Um, however, if Rodney McLeod does return week one, as he says he is looking to, then they should be in good hands with him and Anthony Harris. And then uh, second year, Kayvon Wallace coming in for some extra snaps. So um, the biggest question marks are going to be cornerback and uh, linebacker, but there's one that not many people are talking about. One that's being forgotten, but it's a big boom or bust position for sure. That's going to be wide receiver. So when you look at this wide receiver positional group, it starts with rookie wide receiver Devontae Smith from Alabama, the greatest college season we've ever seen from a wide receiver, Heisman Trophy winner, national champion, you name it, he's done it. He's very talented, and no matter how many times people are going to knock him for his size, I have been included in that group because 
it is quite concerning. I am 5'9", 165, and I lift weights almost every single day. So a lot of what's on me is muscle. Devontae Smith, we're the same weight, but he has three, four inches on me. So I know just how thin that is. Um, So it's kind of troubling to see what his frame is and how is he going to match up against a quarterback that's going to be 190 to 200 pounds, some even 215. I believe Jalen Ramsey's up at 210 pounds. So press coverage against Devontae Smith, we have yet to see how that's going to go in the NFL. But the talent is there. He's a super talented receiver. It starts with Devontae Smith. Below him, last year's first-round pick, Jalen Rager. After that, you have last year's other draft picks, John Hightower, Quez Watkins. You go down to um, Travis Fulgham, who blew up for a couple of weeks, Greg Ward, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. That is the foundation of this wide receiver group. However, what is one thing that this group lacks extremely? They have skill. They have players that um, can be the X, the jump ball receiver. They have players that can play in the slot. They have players that can bring speed to the offense, do different things. But what is the main thing that is lacking? It's experience. Right now, their longest tenured wide receiver on the roster is either Greg Ward or Travis Fulgham. And you are entering a season with all of these younger receivers, and Greg Ward might be just your oldest receiver, and he's only played two real years in the league. He's been on and off of practice squads. 2019 was really the first opportunity he had in the league, and he had 250 yards. Travis Fulgham, he was he entered the league um, back in 2019, didn't do anything, had zero yards, and then 2020 blew up for the Eagles quite a bit um, for four or five games, ended the season with 539 yards. So as you can see, most teams, they're veteran receivers. You have teams like Devontae Adams with the Packers, DeAndre Hopkins with the Cardinals, um, Juju Smith-Schuster with the Steelers, Odell Beckham. These above-average to elite receivers that are all over the league, they are veterans, and they're the best one on the team. Now, if you look at the Eagles, their best receiver is probably the one that they just drafted. And he's going to be the youngest as well. So it's a big question mark at wide receiver for the Eagles because they have no experience. And when you look at every single wide receiver top to bottom, there is a question mark with all those receivers. Granted, there are a few receivers, there are a few players in the entire league that don't come with any question marks. You look at a guy like Devontae Adams, who I just mentioned, easily the greatest wide receiver uh, in 2020, hands down. Um, but then you look at the Eagles roster. Let's start again with Devontae Smith. What's the question mark around him? His size. And he hasn't played a snap in the NFL yet. Jalen Rager. Question marks around health. Question marks around positional versatility. Questions around drops. John Hightower, route running. Quez Watkins, um, just can he continue 
to succeed. He had about two good plays in the entire 2020 season. I mean, that's not good enough to rely on him at all. Travis Fulgham, huge question mark. Are you going to get the Travis Fulgham that you got for that four-game stretch, or are you going to get the Travis Fulgham that you got for the rest of the season, who did absolutely nothing? Greg Ward, not so much question marks around him, but just, is he ever going to be a number one option? Absolutely not. He's a role player. He's a slot receiver who can break down his own. And then J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, <laughs> the biggest question mark around him. I mean, I would say just an asterisk of shouldn't even make the team. Um, yes, he did come alive quite a bit later in the season with Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. Um, that's kind of when Quez Watkins started to emerge as well. So there is a glimmer of hope for J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, but I compare the situation I've done in the past to Sidney Jones. Back a couple of years ago, Sidney Jones entered the league with an Achilles injury, didn't play his uh, rookie year, and then every year since, same thing with Rasul Douglas, honestly, um, people would rave about him in the offseason. Sidney Jones looks so sharp, he's going to be great, number one corner, blah, blah, blah. You get into the season, he just doesn't look as good as advertised. Next year, does it again. Oh, Sidney Jones, he looks so much better. He looks quick. He's locking down Deshaun Jackson in practice. Step on the field, he gets hurt, and he just doesn't look the same. Okay, so how many times... I'm going to make another comparison. Ben Simmons with the Sixers. And I know this is a little bit different because Ben Simmons is still a fantastic basketball player. And I know what I, this is not a basketball podcast, but it's a, it's a really good example. Because every single offseason... Basketball fans and Sixers fans, they see a video of Ben Simmons shooting a basketball, and they're saying, oh, he's got his jump shot. He's going to start taking threes. He's going to take this team to new levels now because he's he can shoot now. He can finally shoot. Then you get into the season, and he takes two three-point shots, two attempts, and that's it. Next season, does it all over again. Oh, Ben Simmons, he just made 10 three-pointers in practice. He's going to be a shooter. Next season, he doesn't shoot. Like, how long are you going to continue this narrative of they're going to improve in this area, and then they don't? Like, how many times are we going to give them the opportunity? J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, high expectations as a second-round draft pick back in 2019. He came in his first year, didn't do anything. He dropped a lot of balls, cost the Eagles a few games, and I kind of let it slide because my idea behind it was, Okay, the Eagles' main mindset that season on offense was Deshaun Jackson, Nelson Aguilar, and Alshon Jeffrey. If you remember, they called them the DNA boys. And if you watched the series, um, I forget what it was called, what Amazon Prime Video did for them, um, a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look of their off-season program, the offense was literally run by the DNA boys. They Every single practice wanted to feed them the ball. So... A receiver like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who was coming into the league, that was his rookie year. He wasn't getting any attention in practice. And then all of a sudden, these older players, they start getting injured. J.J. is asked to step up, and he just couldn't handle it because he was never given the proper attention, the proper development, his first offseason program. So that was kind of my mindset. Okay, give him a break. And then the following season, there was a ton of hype around him. Um, going into the 2020 season. You know, he got the 
tattoos. He looks stronger. He's catching multiple touchdowns in training camp. And then step on the field, and it's the same JJ that we saw the year before. Still bad. Still can't play. So, I don't know. JJ, in my opinion, his time is done in Philly, but like I said, that's the biggest question mark on the roster. Like, can he even play? Whereas with Devontae Smith, the biggest question mark is, oh, he might be too thin, but he should be fine. No, it's completely different with JJ. The question mark is, can he play? Can he literally be a starter? I don't think so. I really don't think so. And I don't think anybody does um, within the Eagles fan base right now. So as I go through this, I hope you guys can see, like, the Eagles roster is super boomer bust here at the wide receiver position. I'm going to get a little bit more into this um, after this quick ad. Father's Day is just around the corner, and you probably need a gift for a hairy dad. Make your dad proud this year and get him and yourself the Manscaped Lawn Mower 4.0. You heard that right, the Lawn Mower 4.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and just launched their new Lawn Mower 4.0. Imagine surprising your dad with a sleek, well-designed and optimized body hair trimmer that says your balls will thank you on the box. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. You might ask, how is the Lawnmower 4.0 different than other trimmers? Well, this upgraded trimmer in includes a multi-function on-off switch that you can en engage a travel lock. This is a great feature if your father or yourself do a lot of traveling. It also gives you the ability to turn on the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a four, more precise shave. You can also shave your balls in the dark. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes 1 to 4. Get 20% off and free shipping the code PHL at manscaped.com. Get your dad a gift you know they will use. Again, get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code PHL. Don't forget that you came from your dad's balls. This year, show your original home some love with Manscaped. All right, welcome back. Let's go back to the wide receivers and talking a little bit about more why this is a boom or bust position for the Eagles. So what happens if they don't pan out this year? Because there's a lot of younger receivers. All of them really have to prove something. Um, from Devontae Smith all the way down to J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, every receiver that makes the roster has to prove something. That's the reality of the situation. So if the group as a whole does not produce, then what? Well, is it realistic that the Eagles would draft three wide receivers in the first round three years in a row? It starts back in 2019 with, um, or 2020 with Jalen Rager. 2021 brought Devontae Smith. Can you really see the Eagles bringing in, like, let's say a Chris Olave from Ohio State in 2022? I don't see it happening. Um, I just don't see a team dedicating that many resources to one position and uh, just continually trying to re-bolt, re retool this positional group that continues to fail. That would be an extreme waste of draft picks. Um, so I really hope that they pan out just because of that. But like I said, this group lacks experience, and if they struggle again, yes, it would help if they could produce themselves and get a little bit better, but they could use a veteran to come in and help them out quite a bit. 
So right now, obviously, they, the Eagles are probably going to draft a receiver in some capacity in the 2022 draft. I mean, they're going to have players uh, walk in free agency, cut some receivers. Like, it's going to happen. It's probably going to be later rounds, but we're way too far away to predict that when that's going to happen. However, there's two ways this can, this can go. On one hand, this is the preferable situation. Devontae Smith comes in and he lights the league up. Jalen Rager takes the next step. Greg Ward continues to be a consistent option. And then one of Quez Watkins or John Hightower, at least one, can prove that they are a valuable role player at the Z position. I mean, maybe John Hightower at X if he continues to fill out and get bigger in size. That would be ideal if they could all take the next step and continuously grow as a group together, complement each other. I didn't even mention Travis Fulgham. If he can return to that four-game stretch that he put on, that would be a huge help for the Eagles. But there's another way this could go, and that's the worst-case scenario. Let's say Devontae Smith gets hurt. Everybody's worst you know, possibility in their mind right now. Devontae Smith goes down with an injury. Jalen Rager just never pans out to what he should be. Quez Watkins and John Hightower, they're, they're looking like day three picks. And we see that Travis Fulgham's four-game stretch was a fluke. Now the Eagles are in a bad situation at wide receiver. Because not only do they have no answer at the, in the group, but they invested so many resources previously, and they just never panned out. Um, however, not all hope is lost. Because, like I said, this is a very younger group. One of the youngest in the entire league. So, would it really benefit to try to bring in another draft pick and try this all over again? Probably not. Especially not in the first round. So in 2022, if this doesn't work out, if this is a bust of a group, like I said, it's boom or bust. You can go one or two ways. Then, I think they look to free agency. Now, the Eagles have not really used free agency to add wide receivers a big name wide receiver ever since 2017 when they brought in Alshon Jeffrey. Since then, they've brought in some talented players, but nobody as sizable and uh, as big of a signing as Alshon Jeffrey was. Now, when you look ahead to 2022, the Eagles are very lucky because it is a it's a very good free agency class. The Eagles can cash in on a great wide receiver. They're going to have a better cap situation next year. And uh, they could use resources to add not only a talented wide receiver, but a veteran wide receiver. So a lot of these players, they're going to end up getting signed by their uh, current team right now. They're going to get extensions throughout the year. So this list will look much different once we revisit uh, later next year before March and free agency, if need be. But uh, a top 10 list here, Devontae Adams with the Packers. I mean, who knows? I'm sure he's not very happy about Aaron Rodgers not being with the team right now. So if he wants to uh, find a new home, it could be with the Eagles. Allen Robinson, definitely a possibility. The Eagles did have some interest. He ended up returning to the Bears. Calvin Ridley, he, I would imagine he stays with the Falcons, former first-round pick. And um, with Julio Jones now on the Titans, they have a lot of money and a lot of attention to give to Calvin Ridley. Chris Godwin with the, with the Buccaneers, he was just recently tagged. Um, I don't know. I would say the, the um, Buccaneers couldn't afford him, but they just brought back every single starter from their Super Bowl roster. So, I mean, I, nothing's out of the picture for the Buccaneers right now. 
DJ Moore with the Panthers, definitely a younger emerging wide receiver. Um, very talented. Would love to have him in Philly. Will Fuller with the Dolphins, deep threat, but definitely some injury concern with him. Robbie Anderson with the Panthers, former Philly guy, went to Temple. And, uh, you know, deep threat. He had an awesome year last year with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. Juju Smith-Schuster, another interesting name because the Eagles were actually very interested in him this past offseason. Juju ended up rejecting offers from the Eagles, the Ravens, and the Chiefs because he wanted to return to the Steelers and return for a one-year deal. Next year might be the year that he decides to leave the organization and find a new home. DJ Chark with the Jaguars, um, not really too intriguing there. We'll see what Urban Meyer can do with him this year in 2021. And then Jameson Crowder with the Jets. He's a bit older, but definitely a consistent option, especially out of the slot. So as you can see, it's not like the sky is falling for the Eagles. You still have to see how they perform in 2021. I think they're going to be just fine at wide receiver. But if not, the wide receiver class in 2022 is very good. Like I said, it's boomer bust for the Eagles at wide receiver. It could go very well. There's a good chance that it will because there's a lot of players. They all want to get playing time. And they all have something to bring to the table. But if it does not work out, the Eagles have a foundation right now to bring in a top draft pick, or not, a top free agent, I should say, and then maybe add in the draft in day two and day three. Continuously rebuilding this team and giving some weapons to Jalen Hurts. I think if the Eagles have learned one lesson the past couple years, it's give your quarterback some weapons. That's what made Carson Wentz unhappy. That's what made the offense stall for the past couple of years. He did not have enough weapons around him. So if they want Jalen Hurts to succeed, if they want to move forward as a football team, continue to add weapons. If the wide receiver group is struggling, it's time to cash out on one in 2022. Thank you all for listening to the Birds Banter Podcast. Again, subscribe on your favorite platform. Check us out next week and go Birds. Thank mm-hmm. you.